Hey friends, good morning. Thank you for joining me for Breaking Open the Word. Father Ron here. First Sunday of Lent, our gospel is the first chapter of Mark, verses 12 to 15. A short, tiny little gospel. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained there for 40 days. The angels ministered to him. pretty short, <laughs> but gives you a lot of insight as far as what the spiritual life is all about. Now, before we get there, let me tell you, as you probably know, if you've been with us for a while, I grew up on a farm, and one of the things that we loved to do as kids, me and my two brothers, is we would, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, um, do a cattle drive. You know, so we had a bunch of cattle, we had horses, and the cattle were out most of the year, you know, in the pastures, eating, getting fat. And so once a year, we would need to give them injections, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, like COVID vaccines <laughs> and, um, and tag them and stuff like that. So the only way to get all of these cattle spread throughout acres and acres into the farm lot, the corral, was to drive them there because they didn't like to be corralled into a small space. So me and my brothers and some friends, we would get on our horses and we would go out and spend the day just getting all of them, crowding them, getting them smaller and smaller towards the barn and into the corral. The dogs were yelping and barking to help us and finally get them into a place where they did not want to be. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun doing it. And it's what I thought of reading this gospel today, you know, where it says the Spirit of God drove Jesus into the desert. That's what it said. The Spirit of God drove Jesus into the desert. It doesn't say Jesus entered the quiet of the desert. It doesn't say he was invited in or wandered into the desert. It didn't say he chose to go, but like cattle on a farm, the Spirit drove him there. Why is that, I wonder? And the reason, I think, is because like any of us, Jesus was itching to get out there and do the work that he was sent in this world to do. You know, he was middle-aged, he was ready to go, but like many of us in our lives, Sometimes we're a little too close to our desires to find the proper perspective and where the good is in the midst of it. And the father of his, his father, Jesus' father, wanted his son to get out there as much as he did, but as a wise parent, he also knew there is no way he could do what needed to be done without first being centered and, and poised, grounded in something more. You know, his father knew what was to come in the life of Jesus, the challenges, the sacrifices that would continually buffet his life. And without that strength of relationship, you know, without being grounded in the love that they shared, it would all end in failure. 
And so Jesus was driven to a place of quiet and simplicity to clear away anything that stood between himself and his father. It's kind of like a cleansing, a desert, 40 days. He began his ministry not with a bang, but with a whimper, a beautiful, tender, nourishing whimper that would be the force of strength to carry him through and above all the obstacles that awaited him. And thus, friends, we have our first pillar of Lent, prayer. Okay, wait, but why the desert then? I mean, I get the prayer thing, I get the connection, that's good, uh, yeah, we all need that. But the desert? Why not the synagogue? You know, the place of prayer, our churches. Why, why wasn't he driven there into the synagogue? Or driven to the woods behind his house? Or even a quiet place somewhere around or within the house, at least in these places? You know, there was water to drink, food to eat, a place to bathe, stay connected with people he loved. Why was he driven to the barren, dry, lifeless tundra of desert, hot winds where nobody lives, where nothing lives? And you know why, I think? Because the desert is probably the last place on earth where there are no distractions. Right? There's no music, no voices, no Netflix, no cell phones, no shopping, no emergencies we have to attend to. None of that. None of nothing. The desert is quite literally the most basic, simple, and undistracted place on earth. The perfect environment for discovery. Right? A place where when God speaks, you will hear his voice. When God appears, you will see him. And we know in Jesus' case from the scripture it is the place where he found the purity, the deliberation for his life, and most of all, the purpose. And if Jesus needed it, <laughs> I know I do, and probably so do you. And you know who else knew the power of that kind of simplicity in his life? St. Vincent de Paul our patron saint here at the God Minute. He too would take these long intervals of prayer like Jesus because he knew the importance of it in the spiritual life. That connection, right? Being tethered to God where nothing could distract him. Without it, we're lost. And so Vincent de Paul went to the desert, not the desert, he lived in France. <laughs> he went for a croissant and an espresso. <laughs> no, just kidding. But he would go to the quiet of his chapel where he could find that 
And as many of you know, my friends, we're going to use the five Vincentian virtues, this Lent, to help us focus and conform our lives to God. Five weeks of Lent we have, and there are five Vincentian virtues. Each week, for breaking open the Word, we'll take one of them and reflect on it, open it up and see where it can help us in our spiritual life. And it can. <laughs> and so we start today, the first Sunday of Lent, with the virtue of simplicity. Now, simplicity, St. Vincent de Paul would often say, is the virtue I love the most because it most perfectly reflects the nature of God and his word, his son, Jesus. St. Vincent writes, God, <laughs> I gotta hear it. God himself is simple. So where simplicity is, there God is too. And for St. Vincent, Simplicity, the virtue of simplicity is threefold. Okay, first, on the one hand, it refers to just clear and honest speech. So when we speak simply, truthfully, without trickery, we are our most authentic selves. And according to St. Vincent, when we do, we honor God. St. Vincent wrote, the heart must not think one thing while the mouth says another. In other words, honesty, frankness in our speech is the cornerstone of trust and godliness, even when it's challenging. So simplicity in our speech. The second simplicity, according to St. Vincent, also consists in referring, I love this one, it consists in referring everything to God alone, or what's called, he calls, purity of intention. <laughs> this is beautiful. And in this sense, simplicity is about doing everything in our life for the love of God and for no other. We must never do a good act, St. Vincent would say, for the sake of praise or personal benefit, because then we're doing the act for me, myself. We mustn't say things just for the sake of pleasing someone else so they'll feel good and therefore feel good about us. Again, it's about us. How I choose to live my life the words that come from my mouth, the choices and the decisions I make should all be motivated and find their source in pleasing God alone. That, according to St. Vincent, is living a simple life of spiritual depth. So, is what I am doing right now pleasing to God? Is what I am saying to this other person 
Is it putting a smile on God's face? The choice that I have before me to do this or that, which one will please God and God alone? That's that purity of intention. It's beautiful. That's the second way. And the third and final avenue of the virtue of simplicity Saint Vincent, for St. Vincent, it was a practical thing. Simplicity invites us to clear away the clutter in our lives to make room for God and the things that truly matter. So how can we live that purity of intention and speak simply for the glory of God if we can't find him or hear him? And you know, in a time when we face an immense amount of, of mental clutter and overstimulation, you know, 24-hour news channels, television blaring, iPhone scrolling, simplicity can remind us to pause, to, to pull out of the clutter, to refocus our attention where it needs to be. You know, to set aside the clutter and the noise so that God can step closer. The desert. So, friends, as we start this week, our first week of Lent, notice the ways you might feel called towards simplicity in your life. You know, where do you feel the need to speak your truth? Where have you been hiding it or just being silent? Where do you feel stretched too thin in your life? If you're juggling too many balls, is it possible this week to remove one from the rotation? Where's the clutter in your life? You know, how can you actively clear it away to find room for stillness? That's the virtue. So here's your homework, and we're going to end here. Your homework. Like the traditional fasting of pillar, uh, the, the traditional uh, um, pillar of length fasting, what is one thing you need to remove from the clutter of your life this week in order to make room for God? You know, like maybe TV. Pull that out of your rotation of life just this week and give that time to God. Or maybe social media, right? Maybe coffee. Remove that this week. Uh, working out. Not the hard one, but maybe move. But something you can take away from the routine of your life to make space for God to move in. Just this week, one thing. That's it. Now, if you remember, St. Vincent called the five virtues the smooth stones of the spiritual life. You know, the stones, the rock, you know, the foundation. So, did you get your stones? That was your homework. <laughs> if not, go out to your neighbor and get some from their garden. Five stones. And then sometime today, grab one of them and... On one side of the stone, we're going to do this every week, put the initial of the virtue for this week. So simplicity, 
we're going to write S. Okay, that's the, on the one side, and this is a Sharpie, so they're permanent. Then on the other side of the stone, write the thing that you are going to remove fast from this week in order to make room for God. You know, TV, wine, Facebook, dinner with friends, breakfast, whatever. Something to remove that will make your thoughts and attention free to give to God. And then write that down. So if it's, you know, Facebook, then put Facebook. And then on one side, what you're giving up. On the other side, the virtue that impels you to do so. And then just put the stone somewhere in your life, you know, that you'll see it and feel it every day. In your pocket, that's where I'm, in my pocket. Um, in your purse, somewhere, somehow, that you'll see it, that you'll feel it, that you'll kind of rub it, and it will remind you of the thing you're being called to let go of in a spirit of simplicity. Additionally, just so you know, this week on our Lent page, it's at the bottom of our app blog, uh, our app um, or our blog or website. There's all a sort of other things that you can do this week to grow in that spiritual road to Calvary. So Father Tom Esselman, he's going to be opening up the virtue for the week a little bit more. We're calling it the deep dive. So check that out. Also, another Vincentian priest, Father Joe Williams, on Wednesdays every week of Lent, will offer a reflection on a saint in our Catholic tradition who especially lived the virtue for the week. We're calling it our virtue guide. So here's a hint. This week, this Wednesday, Father Joe's going to be reflecting a little bit on Mother Teresa simplicity at its finest, <laughs> right? So that's coming this Wednesday. And finally, on our Lenten page is our night prayer to pray before bedtime each week. That will change each week. So be sure and head there. Check all the things out. Thank you for joining me today. And may God's love and his simple blessing hold you and wrap you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Sorry for going late. Have a beautiful day, friends, and we'll see you tomorrow.